O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, July 19. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the New Living Translation for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayet Kanan, and it means, And I Pleaded. Deuteronomy 4, 6-31 Observe them faithfully, for that will be proof of your wisdom and discernment to other peoples, who on hearing of all these laws will say, Surely that great nation is a wise and discerning people. For what great nation is there that has a God so close at hand as is Hashem our God whenever we call upon Him? Or what great nation has laws and rules as perfect as all this teaching that I set before you this day? But take utmost care and watch yourselves scrupulously so that you do not forget the things that you saw with your own eyes and so that they do not fade from your mind as long as you live and make them known to your children and to your children's children. The day you stood before Hashem your God at Horeb, when Hashem said to me, Gather the people to me, that I may let them hear my words, in order that they may learn to revere me, as long as they live on earth, and may so teach their children. You came forward and stood at the foot of the mountain, the mountain that was ablaze with flames to the very skies, dark with densest clouds. Hashem spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of words, but perceived no shape. Nothing but a voice. 
He declared to you the covenant that he commanded you to observe, the Ten Commandments, and he inscribed them on two tablets of stone. At the same time, Hashem commanded me to impart to you laws and rules for you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy. For your own sake, therefore, be most careful, since you saw no shape when Hashem your God spoke to you at Horeb out of the fire, not to act wickedly and make for yourselves a sculptured image in any likeness whatever, the form of a man or a woman, the form of any beast on earth, the form of any winged bird that flies in the sky, the form of anything that creeps on the ground, the form of any fish that is in the waters below the earth. And when you look up to the sky and behold the sun and the moon and the stars, the whole heavenly host, you must not be lured into bowing down to them or serving them. These Hashem your God allotted to other peoples everywhere under heaven. But you Hashem took and brought out of Egypt that iron blast furnace to be his very own people, as is now the case. Now Hashem was very angry with me on your account and swore that I should not cross the Jordan and enter the good land that Hashem your God is assigning you as a heritage. For I must die in this land, I shall not cross the Jordan, but you will cross and take possession of that good land. Take care then not to forget the covenant that Hashem your God concluded with you and not to make for yourselves a sculptured image in any likeness against which Hashem your God has enjoined you. For Hashem your God is a consuming fire, a passionate God. When you have begotten children and children's children and are long established in the land, should you act wickedly and make for yourselves a sculptured image in any likeness, causing Hashem your God displeasure and vexation, I call heaven and earth this day to witness against you that you shall soon perish from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You shall not long endure in it, but shall be utterly wiped out. Hashem will scatter you among the peoples, and only a scant few of you shall be left among the nations to which Hashem will drive you. There you will serve man-made gods of wood and stone, that cannot see or hear or eat or smell. But if you search there for Hashem your God, you will find Him, if only you seek Him with all your heart and soul. When you are in distress because of all these things have befallen you, and in the end you return to Hashem your God and obey Him. For Hashem your God is a compassionate God. He will not fail you, nor will He let you perish. He will not forget the covenant which he made on oath with your fathers. 1 Chronicles 28, 1-29, 3 I, David, assembled all the officers of Israel, the tribal officers, the divisional officers who served the king, the captains of thousands and the captains of hundreds, and the stewards of all the property, and cattle of the king and his sons, with the eunuchs, and all the warriors, all the men of substance, to Jerusalem. King David rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brothers, my people. I wanted to build a resting place for the ark, for the footstool of our God. 
and I laid aside material for building. But Hashem said to me, You will not build a house for my name, for you are a man of battles and have shed blood. God of Israel chose me of all my father's house to be king over Israel forever. For he chose Yehuda to be ruler, and of the family of Yehuda, my father's house, and of my father's sons, he preferred to make me king over all Israel. And all of my sons, for many are the sons Hashem gave me. He chose my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of Hashem over Israel. He said to me, It will be your son Solomon who will build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be a son to me, and I will be a father to him. I will establish his kingdom forever if he keeps firmly to the observance of my commandments and rules as he does now. And now, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of Hashem, and in the hearing of our God, I say, observe and apply yourselves to all the commandments of Hashem your God, in order that you may possess this good land and bequeath it to your children after you forever. And you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father, and serve him with single mind and fervent heart. For Hashem searches all minds and discerns the design of every thought. If you seek him, he will be available to you. But if you forsake him, he will abandon you forever. See then, Hashem chose you to build a house as the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. David gave his son Solomon the plan of the porch and its houses, its storerooms and its upper chambers and inner chambers and of the place of the ark, and the plan of all that he had by the spirit, of the courts, of the house of Hashem and all its surrounding chambers, and of the treasuries of the house of Hashem and of the treasuries of the holy things. The divisions of the Kohanim and the Leviim for all the work of the service of the house of Hashem and all the vessels of the service of the house of Hashem. And gold, the weight of gold for vessels of every sort of use, silver for all the vessels of silver by weight, for all the vessels of every kind of service, the weight of the gold menorahs and their gold lamps, and the weight of the silver menorahs, each menorah and its silver lamps, according to the use of every menorah, and the weight of gold for the tables of the rows of bread for each table, and of silver for the silver tables, and of the pure gold for the forks and the basins and the jars, and the weight of the gold bowls, every bowl, and the weight of the silver bowls, each and every bowl, the weight of refined gold for the incense altar and the gold for the figure of the chariot, the cherubs, those with outspread wings screening the ark, all this that Hashem made me understand by his hand on me, I give you in writing the plan of all the works. David said to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not be afraid or dismayed. For Hashem my God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you till all the work on the house of Hashem is done. Here are the divisions of the Kohanim and the Leviim for all kinds of service of the house of Hashem. And with you in all the work are willing men skilled in all sorts of tasks. Also the officers and all the people are at your command. King David said to the entire assemblage, Hashem has chosen my son Solomon alone 
an untried lad, although the work to be done is vast. For the temple is not for a man, but for Hashem. I have spared no effort to lay up for the house of my God gold for golden objects, silver for silver, copper for copper, iron for iron, wood for wooden, onyx stone and inlay stone, stone of antimony and variegated colors, every kind of precious stone and much marble. Besides, out of my solicitude for the house of my God, I gave over my private hoard of gold and silver to the house of my God, in addition to all that I laid aside for the holy house, three thousand gold shekels of ophir gold and seven thousand shekels of refined silver for covering the walls of the houses, gold for golden objects, silver for silver, for all the work, into the hands of craftsmen, now, who is going to make a free will offering and devote himself today to Hashem? The officers of the clans and the officers of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and hundreds and the supervisors of the king's work made free will offerings, giving for the work of the house of Hashem 5,000 kikarim of gold, 10,000 derricks, 10,000 kikarim of silver, 18,000 kikarim of copper, 100,000 kikarim of iron. Whoever had stones in his possession gave them to the treasury of the house of Hashem in the charge of Yekiel the Gershonite. The people rejoiced over the freewill offerings they made, for with a whole heart they made freewill offerings to Hashem. King David also rejoiced very much. David blessed Hashem in front of all the assemblage. David said, Blessed are you, Hashem, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, Hashem, are greatness, might, splendor, triumph, and majesty. Yes, all that is in heaven and on earth. To you, Hashem, belong kingship and preeminence above all. Riches and honor are yours to dispense. You have dominion over all. You are strength and might. And it is in your power to make anyone great and strong. Now, Hashem, we praise you and extol your glorious name. Who am I and who are my people that we should have the means to make such a free will offering? But all is from you, and it is your gift that we have given to you. For we are sojourners with you, mere transients like our fathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow with nothing in prospect. Hashem, our God, all this great mass that we have laid aside to build you a house for your holy name is from you, and it is all yours. I know, Hashem, that you search the heart and desire uprightness. I, with upright heart, freely offered all these things. Now your people who are present here, I saw them joyously making free will offerings. O God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our fathers, remember this to the eternal credit of the thoughts of your people's hearts, and make their hearts constant toward you. As to my son Solomon, give him a whole heart to observe your commandments your admonitions and your laws, and to fulfill them all, and to build this temple for which I have made provision. David said to the whole assembly, Now bless Hashem your God, 
All the assembly blessed the God of their fathers and bowed their heads low to Hashem and the king. They offered sacrifices to Hashem and made burnt offerings to Hashem on the morrow of that day. One thousand bulls, one thousand rams, one thousand lambs with their libations. They made sacrifices in great number for all Israel. And they ate and drank in the presence of Hashem on that day with great joy. They again proclaimed Solomon, son of David, king, and they anointed him as ruler before Hashem and Zadok as Kohen Gadol. Solomon successfully took over the throne of Hashem as king instead of his father David, and all went well with him. All Israel accepted him. All the officials and the warriors and the sons of King David as well gave their hand in support of King Solomon. Hashem made Solomon exceedingly great in the eyes of all Israel and endowed him with a regal majesty that no king of Israel before him ever had. Thus David, son of Yeshai, reigned over all Israel. The length of his reign over Israel was forty years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and thirty-three years in Jerusalem. He died at a ripe old age, having enjoyed long life, riches, and honor, and his son Solomon reigned in his place. The acts of King David early and late are recorded in the history of Samuel the seer, the history of Nathan the Navi, and the history of Gad the seer, together with all the mighty deeds of his kingship and and the events that befell him and Israel and all the kingdoms of the earth. Romans 5, 6-21 When we were utterly helpless, Yeshua came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is specially good. But God showed His great love for us by sending Yeshua to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son while we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Yeshua has made us friends of God. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any Torah or law to break. Still, everyone died, from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Yeshua, who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Yeshua. And the result of God's gracious gift 
is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness, for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Yeshua. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Yeshua's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's Torah was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Yeshua our Lord. Psalm 15, 1-5 Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip, or harm their neighbors, or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord, and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. Proverbs 19, 18 and 19 Discipline your children while there is hope, otherwise you will ruin their lives. Hot-tempered people must pay the penalty. If you rescue them once, you will have to do it again. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion, and then we're going to jump into First Chronicles and into the New Testament. And in Deuteronomy chapter 4, we see Moses giving his final message to the people before they cross the Jordan and go into the promised land. And in verse 21, Moses says these words, Now Hashem was angry with me on your account and swore that I should not cross the Jordan and enter the good land that Hashem your God is assigning you as a heritage. So Moses has led the people for the last 40 years. He's the one who gave them the Ten Commandments, who who was the messenger, the go-between at Mount Sinai, but he does not get to go into the promised land. Now, remember, he's kind of blaming the people, but Moses had a temper tantrum. And he was instructed by the Lord to strike this rock once, the first time at Mount Horeb. But then at the second time, God said, just speak to the rock and the water will come forth. And Moses struck it twice. And so because of his disobedience, God said, you're not going to go into the promised land. Similarly, 
in our reading from 1 Chronicles 28. David is giving his final instructions to the people as well and to his son Solomon. And he himself is not being allowed to build the temple, though he desired to do so. It's going to be his son Solomon who builds the temple. Why? Because David was a man of war and he had blood on his hands. And Solomon is going to usher in a time of peace. And so he wants the temple to be built in a season of peace by a king of peace. So both David and Moses are held back from the very thing that is the desire of their heart of drawing near to God by stepping into the promised land where God's presence is great and strong and also in building the temple where his spirit is going to dwell. Both of these men who had this vision for so long did not attain it. Continuing on in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 26, Moses says these words, I call heaven and earth this day to witness against you that you shall soon perish from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You shall not long endure in it, but shall be utterly wiped out. So here Moses is calling heaven and earth as witnesses against them that If they turn away from God's ways and from his word, from his Torah, from the Ten Commandments, that they will perish in the land and they won't long endure in it. And continuing on in verse 27, it is written, Hashem will scatter you among the peoples, and only a scant few of you shall be left among the nations to which Hashem will drive you. Now this is Moses speaking in a prophetic tone. It's a prophetic word he's sharing, and this is exactly what happens. Um, In 586 BC, the southern kingdom is uh, destroyed and taken captive by the Babylonians, and they are taken captive to Babylon in, in, I think it's 720 BC. The northern kingdom is taken captive by Assyria, and they are taken into captivity. So. What Moses warns actually does come to pass. But in verse 29, we have a ray of hope. But if you search there for Hashem, that is, what there? The place where they're taken away captive. If you search there for Hashem your God, you will find him. If only you seek him with all your heart and soul. When you are in distress because all these things have befallen you, and in the end, you return to Hashem your God and obey Him. It almost seems like the children of Israel are rebellious teenagers. And as soon as they leave home, they leave the authority of the mom and the dad under their roof. And they go off on their own. They get into rebellion. They get into all kinds of trouble. And eventually, they are like the prodigal son, and they wake up and say, What am I doing eating pig slop? I can return to my father's house, and he'll at least take me in as a servant. And in some ways, we all fall into this pattern. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We are all sinners in need of God's grace 
in need of his forgiveness. Now let's take a look at 1 Chronicles 28. And in this chapter and in the following chapter, David is giving instructions concerning the building of the temple. And in verse 6 it is written, For I have he said to me, It will be your son Solomon who will build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be a son to me, and I will be a father to him. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. King David's son Solomon is chosen by God as the heir to his father's throne and the eternal monarchy of the people of Israel. In addition to the name Solomon, he is also known as Yadidiah, which means beloved of God. Radok suggests that Hashem wants his name to be Solomon from the Hebrew word shalom, meaning peace, because during his reign, God would bless him and the people of Israel with peace. But Shlomo, or Solomon, is also Yadida, the beloved of God, as reflected in this verse. Indeed, both of his names are accurately describing his accomplishments. During King Solomon's reign, the nation of Israel achieves the greatest heights, peace with the other nations, as well as closeness to Hashem through service in the Beit Hamikdash, or the temple. Continuing on in First Chronicles chapter 29, let's take a look at verse 11 and 12. And David is praying a prayer in front of all the people. I'll start with verse 10. David blessed Hashem in front of all the assembly, and David said, Blessed are you, Hashem, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, Hashem, are greatness, might, splendor, triumph, and majesty. Yes, all that is in heaven and on earth. To you, Hashem, belong kingship and preeminence above all. Riches and honor are yours to dispense. You have dominion over all. With you are strength and might, and it is in your power to make anyone great and strong. So David begins his prayer with high praise and worship unto the God of Israel. And similarly, Moses worships the God of Israel. I am sure that both of these men were greatly disappointed that the vision that they had that burned in their heart that they would not get to see it. Moses didn't get to step into the promised land. David didn't get to see, to build the temple and to see its finished work. But their vision for these things was imparted to the people, and it was the next generation that accomplished, implemented, and and did, walked out the vision. Continuing on in 1 Chronicles, chapter 29, verse 19. As to my son Solomon, give him a whole heart to observe your commandments, your admonitions, and your laws, and to fulfill them all, and to build this temple for which I have made provision. That is David's prayer. And actually, that is a wonderful prayer that we can pray over our own children and loved ones. We can ask God to give those that we love a whole heart to observe 
God's commandments, his admonitions, his laws, and to fulfill them. And so David prayed for his son, Solomon, to build this temple that he made provision for. Verse 22. Well, we'll start with verse 21. They offered sacrifices to Hashem and made burnt offerings to him on the morrow of that day. A thousand bulls, one thousand rams, one thousand lambs with their libations. Sacrifices in great number for all Israel. Verse 22. And they ate and drank in the presence of Hashem on that day with great joy. They again proclaimed Solomon, son of David, king, and they anointed him as ruler before Hashem, and Zadok as Kohen Gadol. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The name Zadok comes from the Hebrew word Zedek, which means just or righteous. Zadok was a righteous priest who served in the times of King David and King Solomon. After King Solomon built the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, Zadok was the first to serve as its high priest. Zadok and his descendants displayed loyalty and commitment to Hashem, and the house of Zadok is thus considered dear to God. So that closes out the book of First Chronicles, and we will begin Second Chronicles tomorrow. Have a blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai Adonai Leka, leka, the ironic blessing from Numbers chapter six, twenty-four to twenty-six. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.